Hi there, I'm Tonya. And my name is Regan, and this is The Student Sessions. In our fourth series, we look behind the filter, interviewing the newly published authors of our brand new book, The Truth Behind the Filter, who chat to us about how they've been able to overcome setbacks, celebrate their successes, and live life away from behind the filter. We're honoured to be joined today by one of our newly published authors, Sheree Basama, who's featured in our book, The Truth Behind the Filter. Hi, Sheree. Hello. How are you doing? I'm doing good, thank you. How are you? Well, um, Regan and I have got a bit of a duet prepared. Do you want to hear oh, it? Really? Shall we go, Let's Regan? Go. Let me hear it. <laughs> Ready? Three, two, one. My Sherry Amor. <laughs> Regan's not singing. That was not how, that was not what we signed up to. You Regan. like to put me up to these things, honestly, in <laughs> the last wow. moment. I love Are it. We... I love it. <laughs> <laughs> so thanks for joining us, um, Sheree. In today's episode of the student sessions, we're going to be focusing on Sheree's journey of moving to the UK and even mm-hmm. through living with bereavement and being a carer, how she's been able to pursue her dreams of getting into university. So I'm going to hand over to Regan Spinks, who's going to kick us off. Thank you very much, Tanya. And if this doesn't work out, I'm sure you can uh take on a career as a as a as a singer uh shuri so thanks so much again for um joining us today honestly it's a a real a real pleasure um so it'd be great if we can just sort of um get a little introduction to you um especially Mm -hmm. for our listeners to kind of get an image of you so can you kind of uh yeah tell us a little bit about yourself yeah, so my name is Cherie. I am 24 years old and I'm from Manchester. I'm currently in my second year of university studying sociology and um, and I love cake and chocolate. That's Lovely. about me. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. Um, and can you tell us a bit about um, where your journey begins? Of course. So my journey begins when I first came to the UK at the age of 10 with my mum and my two brothers. And yeah, I just started off, you know, my life in the UK as any child would basically went to school. It was quite like a cultural shock in a sense, because, you know, I'm in Congo. So, yeah, it was just, you know, it was just really different. But I was really excited to kind of, you know, learn this new culture, excited to just, you know, just kind of start my life, really. So, yeah, so that's kind of where I started, went to high school, went to college. And then, um, yeah, really. And around the age of 18, uh, Mm -hmm. you decided to go to university. um, And although people may have a sort of um, this sort of expectation at university is that this really easy thing to do and like get into and it's going to be really fun and stuff. (laughs) It wasn't such an easy step for you to take. Can you tell us a little bit about that? Of course. So um, a week after my 18th birthday, I um, sadly lost my mum. Um, just suddenly as well so no one was prepared for it or anything like that and um, it was a really difficult time because my mum was my best friend she was somebody who you know me and her were just like two peas in a pod so leaving someone so important to myself like that really did kind of change my life in a lot of ways to be honest so um, when I was 18 I did my A-levels and everything and you know finally the time to apply for university especially because my mum my and I we always went to the open day of the universities so it was like a really exciting time but it was also very bittersweet because I felt like she should have been starting this journey with me so um went to uni at 18 but then I, I dropped out 
um, not too long after that, just because the bereavement and the caring responsibilities of my brothers became a bit too much for me to handle. So, yeah. So you became this sort of care of your brothers and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And you said that was struggling to, to yeah. deal with that. What what kind of things were going through your head during this time? Oh, well, I was just, I'm just like thinking like, wow, I'm literally just 18. I'm still a child, you know, like um, just, there's just a lot of confusion. So I feel like when a normal 18 year old, you're just thinking of all the new things you can be like, you know, going out or things like that. But for me, it was like, I took on a massive responsibility looking after two two lives that were once my mom's responsibility became mine as well. And I think it was just kind of trying to juggle being a teenager myself, but also trying to look after other teenagers, which was quite um quite hard. And also just trying to figure out my emotions and my mental health as well. I didn't know what kind of emotions I was feeling. I didn't know what to describe it as. I just knew that I was really low. But obviously now I knew that that was depression, that was anxiety, things like that. So there was a lot of confusion, I'd say, just not being able to put emotions to words and because I was the only one in my social group that kind of went through that it did feel quite isolating and lonely as well because I didn't really know who to talk to about it and she would completely understand and so you know saying that you don't have didn't feel like you had that sort of support in it did you find people in the end who you could talk to about this of course so um i've got a very big family so they were very supportive and you know in terms of just just being present sometimes they didn't know what the words to say but them being present them being there or you know just taking on little tasks like cooking or doing the shopping for me that was really massive so um my auntie and uncle are the ones who really carried myself and brothers through everything and i'm just really thankful for that as well as my my social my friends as well they they're really just there. I can just imagine how much of a new experience it must have been for them as well. Just kind of feel like, whoa, how do we support our friend who's going through such a difficult time? But I think just them being present and just being normal, because I feel like in that time, all you need is normality. Just them just being there made such a huge difference. So, yeah. And Sherry, how, how important do you feel it is to have a supportive network regardless of how large it is you know two or three people Mm -hmm. that kind of champion and support you how important do you feel that is as part of someone's journey I think it's very very important to be honest because I feel like with people as being like you know we love being in community and we love being around people I think it's really important that people do have that support system whether it's one person that's continuously cheering you on until you get to the finish line because I feel like when you're in really really like difficult places you just need that someone who would be your strength and I'm glad that I had my family and friends to be my strength when I couldn't be my own strength so I definitely think the sense of community the sense of relationship with everybody is extremely important whether it's one person or 100 people people might be listening today who may have gone through sort of similar experiences as you have um I might find it difficult to kind of make that first sort of contact with people and that first sort of uh, conversation. Um, what kind of advice would you give people? Um, you know, how, how do you approach people for to get that contact? Oh, well, um, I'll probably say just talk to somebody that you trust first. I think talking is the first step, you know, and saying that you're not okay, you're not feeling okay. It's a very, it's, there's a lot of strength within that, you know, admitting that, you know, you just need help and it's okay. So I feel like finding the first person that, you know, that would help you make that next step is really important. And then from that point on, not being scared to actually ask for help, you know, with mental health support or even in school or in work 
be able to speak out, be able to say that I'm not feeling okay because we are humans at the end of the day. I feel like we live in a society where it's trying to tell us that, you know, we're robots and we've got no emotions, but we are human beings and we do have all these feelings. So it's important to look after ourselves in that way as well. So find that one person who you trust and that you know that will help you, will hold your hand to make that next step really. And the rest is history. And um, it's fantastic that you, you know, you said you got the support network and stuff like that. Um, and obviously it was a really struggling and difficult time because ultimately it, you decided to leave university. Um, mm-hmm. But then after a while, you started a youth development program and then wanted mm-hmm. to take another shot at university. So yeah. can you just sort of tell us about what that process was like? Of course. So after I dropped out of university, I was unemployed for five months. And that five months was probably my hardest time in my life, to be honest, because it's just trying to figure out everything in terms of bills, how to raise my brothers and things like that. And then um, my auntie was like, I think there's there's this course, which I think would be really, really helpful for you. Just kind of get back on TSE, like a stepping stone. Don't worry about committing to anything, but just try, just try it. So that's what I did. I tried it and I ended up loving it. And I had two team leaders on there who could tell, you could, you could tell my potential. They could tell like, you know what, we know that this is not usually you, but we, we can see further than that. And that was one thing that motivated me to continue pushing on. So they continuously pushed me harder just to kind of, you know, reach for my goals and stuff. And then I got to the point after the 12 week program, I was like, I think, I think I can do this. I think I can do this. And then they referred me to another one. And then that was brilliant. And then I became like, you know, a young ambassador for this course of this charity and stuff. And the rest was history. And it's all started with one person, which was my auntie. And till today, I don't think there'll be any words that'll be that would kind of amount to saying thank you to her because she literally changed the course of my life really. So um, from that point on, I started doing lots of like youth work um, as she went into youth work myself, helping people similar in similar situations like myself. And then the pandemic hit and I was like, right, what am I going to do? And I've, I've always knew that university is something I've always wanted to go back to and something that I always wanted to do, especially because from a little, being a little girl, university's been literally told like you need to go to university you need to go to university so I just need that sometime around now is where I want to go so as soon as the pandemic hit I was just like yep yeah, I think it's time to go back into education <laughs> so yeah that's when it happened and how how's it been after your sort of first experience what is it kind of the difference being like I think the difference between my first experience and now is that I'm more prepared, much, much more prepared. Like I'm in a better mental health, like, you know, mental, mental space to actually tackle it on. I think I'm more mature as well. So I look at it very differently. Um, I still have the same aspects of, in terms of making friends, in terms of, you know, just socializing and stuff, which is still really, really nice. Cause that's one thing that I was really scared that I wouldn't be able to do anymore because I'm a bit older, but it's still exactly the same. Um, the only difference I'd say as well, I'm, le- I'm actually learning in a pandemic. So the first year was really hard because it's online. Second second year, it's been okay, you know, because we just, we're just back into campus now. We're actually seeing people and stuff like that. So, but apparently third year should be going back to normal. So it's been quite different each year, but it's been, it's been a breeze nonetheless. You seem so bright and so confident in how you talk and talking about your past experiences and stuff like that mm-hmm. um and like after everything that you've been through everything that you've had to kind of like really work on it must have 
been really difficult, but then like you're still pursuing your dreams, you're still pushing through, and that must have taken a lot of resilience. So like, where did you find the strength? Wow, that's a good question. Um, where did I find the strength? I would say my faith ha- has helped me a lot. Um, but I also would say it's also my family and friends, my support system. I think I had to put a lot of emphasis on that on my family and friends because mm-hmm. without them, I just don't know where I would be, to be honest. And my brothers as well, because we've all been through such a hard, a hard journey obviously the losing our mum but mm. I think it's just the fact that we're continuously just making each other laugh and you know just saying you know what I've got you or just the random hugs when you don't expect it that's where I find my strength really and just just because I know that in the future as well it's going to be so bright so I just use that as my motivation I was like you know what mm-hmm. you, you are dealing with a lot right now but doesn't mean it's going to last always so mm. that's my motivation now you know the future is looking so bright let me just focus on that and yeah that's where I kind of would say I get my strength from <laughs> That's amazing. That's really good. And talking about the future um, and it being bright, what what can you see for yourself in the future? Well, I can see myself as a bachelor's of science and sociology graduate. So I'm looking really, really forward to that. <laughs> 20 class of 2023. Um, I'm looking forward to just like working, traveling as well. I've got a list of places I'd love to travel to. Um, and just, you know, starting a family, hopefully in the far, far future. But I've got lots of, lots of goals to achieve first and just inspire lots of people so yeah Cherie yes you're a published author <laughs> I know <Woo! laughs> how do you feel it's, it's so surreal I, I literally can't put any words to this emotion like I'm just like wow I am an author now which is crazy because like a lot of my family and friends even throughout this whole process have been like Cherie like you could actually write a book about it. you could actually write a book. I'm just like mm, yeah maybe but you know it's just this is just the start of everything so I'm just I feel very happy very accomplished um and I can't wait to know you know to read it and just to see everybody else's stories but it just feels so great honestly <laughs> well huge congratulations um Thank you're going you. to share a section of your chapter aren't you with our listeners so do you want to go ahead and do that yep so this is a little section from the middle of my book so um from the chapter sorry and here it is <clears throat> Throughout the years, I've been constantly working on myself, especially when it came to my mental health, job prospects, and who I was. Losing a parent changed me in many ways. I had to go through the process of trying to find out who I was again, as I felt that a part of me went when my mum passed away. People don't really talk much about how you have to accept the harsh reality and how life still goes on, whether you wanted to or not. But within this experience, this is where I found my resilience. The strength to keep standing up even after life has knocked me down plenty of times. The courage to still have an optimistic mindset even when things weren't looking up. I would constantly tell myself, things will get better, don't you worry about it. And I believe that it would, and it did. The global pandemic threw things in the air. There was a lot of uncertainty around job security, the future, and so on. After four years of being out of the education system and being 22 years old, I applied for university. I struggled with the thought that I would graduate when I was 25, but a good friend of mine reassured me by saying, in three years' time, you'll be 25 anyways. It is up to you whether you'll be 25 with a degree or not. And that was the final push that I needed to take this big leap back into education. Fantastic. Thank you so much, Sherry. That's honestly, um, we've had so many people on already who... Mm-hmm say their chapter and I'm constantly blown away by every single one of you and the quality of writing as well like it's just 
I, I have, you know, it's, um, I'm always getting very inspired and all, always motivated whenever I hear you guys wow. talk about your chapters and stuff like that. And especially your story, I think it's a really powerful one. So thank you thank so you. much. Thank um, you. no, it's honestly, it's been a pleasure. And Jerry, what made you decide to get involved, uh, with the book, uh, and write your story and kind of what, what made you decide to share it now and so sort of publicly? Yeah, so um, so my friend actually, she was part of the first book actually, and she was like, sure, I thought like this would be an amazing opportunity for you to kind of, you know, just say it and everything. And um, the reason why now, so for the past couple of years, I've been doing a lot of public speaking, speaking about my story, but only to a selective few. But I do feel like I need to tell young people and people who would be going through exactly the same process that I, I, I have been through my story. And I feel like now is the right time because, um, you know, it's something I've been through and it's something I'm ready to talk about. And with the climate of things as well, I just feel like there's a lot more people in this situation. So if they know that someone's actually been through it and actually doing okay now, I think that would be a great motivation for them. And just, just a bit of, you know, a little bit of a gem just to kind of say, you know what, I can do this. So that's the reason why I decided to share my story to inspire people and to motivate people and just to empower people that, you know, that your circumstances don't define you, but you as a person are amazing. And if you put your head to anything you want to do, you can definitely do it. Well, it's already working. I'm already, I'm already feeling that. That's great. Um, oh, and what, what's been the reaction so far? You said that your, that your family is already telling you to write a whole book about it. Yeah. Um, what's been the sort of reactions? So because I wasn't able to tell anybody, when I did actually tell people, they're like, "Wait a minute, you wrote a book, you wrote a chapter." And like, they were just so, they're like, "Hold on a minute, when did you do that?" So they were literally so happy, like they were just like, "Oh, we can't wait to read it." People were like, "We need our signed copies now." I was like, "You guys will get it, don't worry." But um, they've been really, really supportive, really, really supportive, and I can just tell that you know, I think for them it's even a lot because I'm just like, "Well, we've just seen you from one space to another, and now you're just doing this." So. I think they've just been really, really supportive and really happy. So, um, yeah, I think it's, an, it's not only a win for me, but it's also a win for, for everybody around me as well. I feel like this is also their story. <laughs> oh, that's amazing. That's really, really good. Um, and kind of what sort of other opportunities have you been getting up to? You said you've been doing public speaking and things like that. Has there been anything else that you've been up to? So, um, so part of my public speaking as well, I've been, I've been to school to talk about my story in terms of motivating young people. Um, what else have I been doing? Yeah, I've been on like been doing some stuff with the BBC with the uni. So just like talking about how um, how it is I've been as a student in a pandemic and what what changes need to be done and things like that. So, and I'm over on Instagram just advocating for youth, like you know, youth opportunities, youth change, all these different kind of things. So I'm just here, there, everywhere, doing little bits, and you know, being a uni student as well. <laughs> You make it sound so easy. You just, oh, I've been on the BBC. I've been doing this. I've been doing that. This is amazing work. Yeah, thank you. And we are, Regan and I are offering our services out, Shami. So if you need agents to manage your diary and, you know, now that you're becoming a global sensation, we can sort that out for you. Don't you worry. Oh, of course, of course. You guys have done an amazing job already, so might as well. It's been amazing to have you involved, um, Cherie, in this podcast series, but also obviously in the book. Um, you, you are a real inspiration and I'm sure there's lots of people out there that will read your story or hear this episode um, mm-hmm. and take comfort from uh, being able to relate to some of what you've said. So thank you so much for joining us today. 
Thank you so much for having me, honestly. Thank you. (laughs) And to our listeners, do join us again on the student sessions. If you enjoyed this episode, please share it with your friends and make sure you subscribe to the podcast on Spotify, iTunes or wherever you listen to your podcasts. You can also follow us on socials. Just search TG Consulting on Instagram, Twitter and LinkedIn. Covering an incredibly diverse variety of themes from mental health to discrimination, imposter syndrome to student parenthood, the Truth Behind the Filter offers 50 unique and inspirational stories detailing the various barriers our authors have overcome. You can find it in WH Smith, Waterstones and other great bookstores worldwide. You can also find it online at these places and on Amazon. Just search the Truth Behind the Filter to feel inspired now.